Hello and welcome to another episode of Grange TV. We have with us here Mr. David Roberts behind <laughs> the mic over there doing stuff. He's mate, this guy's going to get the most improved award. And we have with us uh, Mr. Robert Whitaker, UFC champion, sometimes wrestler, has been known to do the odd bit of gardening, generally a good solid guy, and myself. Um, we look actually let me begin we are in the process guys we've been playing with the with the podcast for a while we just started off like just having a little bit of fun and um we're starting to build a little bit more we've got a few things that we're looking at doing we're going to build some stuff around here and um should be exciting times uh feel free to put on your hateful comments as much as you like <laughs> um afterwards uh, actually to be fair most of the comments have been overwhelmingly positive um the negative ones, I feel sorry for you people, honestly. But um, just keep putting them there because at least you're watching the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah. But we are, we started, you know, we're starting to get a little bit of momentum with the podcast and we're really enjoying it. Please like and subscribe. Um, the more you like and subscribe, the more it helps us to keep the, the you know, the whole thing going. Even the, even the guys that are leaving the negative comments, make sure you like and subscribe and turn notifications on so that you know that when we post a new episode, you can be the first one to be in there bad-mouthing us. You can let everything go about how your dad didn't spend time with you and everything, and, and now you want to take it out on us. So please do that. Take all that, your frustrations out and all the shit that has ever happened to you. Take it out on us. But yeah, please like and subscribe. <laughs> um, massive weekend of fighting. The yeah. smaller shows... There was, but, there was. But, but it was a good weekend. Much, yeah, it looked like the, the main card for a lot of the, the, the fight shows were much smaller. Um, but like they were, they were great fights, a lot of great fights. And um, yeah, yeah, good fights, uh, big names. Which Some interesting names. Which card say. would you like to kick off with? Let's start with the bare knuckle boxing. Did you wait? I watched the whole card. I actually bought that card, the whole thing. Yeah. I don't know if you illegally streamed it or what you did, but I, <laughs> I bought it. And I watched the whole thing. I'm going to turn the heat off, actually. It's getting a bit hot. Okay. Um, the, 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 I, I watched the, the main event. The, the problem I have with, with... It's not a problem. It's, this is just a personal thing with me. Is that I, I find it hard to watch bare-knuckle boxing. Like, I just find it hard to watch. Because... Um, Why you don't understand the fighting? <laughs> I, I understand fighting quite well, I'd like to think. <laughs> um, no, the, it just... Looks like it hurts. It looks like it hurts, and like every time, every time I hear that like that skin on face sound, I just I don't know. I can hear the knuckles. One of the things that that I found particularly interesting was I was watching them get their hands wrapped, and when they're getting their hands wrapped, it looks almost like like a cast. Yeah. With just the knuckles exposed. Exposed. Yeah. And um, like the the pad, like the amount of tape and whatnot that you have on that wrist um it's not really bare knuckle eh? it's like it's still in a cast yeah the knuckles are bare which okay it's bare knuckle but the amount of force you'd be able to generate with that with that can you explain to people what it feels like to have your hands wrapped like that um like obviously there's a science to it <laughs> and i'm not going to be the guy that tries no to. no but what do your hands feel like when in in the in that wrapping um, it, it, it just feels more solid. It grabs everything and pulls it all together so that when, 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 you're, when you're making your fist, like from where the tape starts to where it ends, like you can just feel everything being held together tighter. Is it like a cast? Uh, the, uh, not, 
from from what from what I've experienced, like in the UFC and stuff, it doesn't feel like a cast. It feels still like tape, and and it's like it's nice and tight and strong. And so that when you bring your fist together, like everything's kind of held together well. But um, it doesn't feel like a, an actual cast. Whereas like when I when I watch the the bare knuckle boxing. There's actually looks like they have a fracture in their forearm and they've got a cast on. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I'd like to, you know what, I'd like to know the science, the science um, behind, um, like, uh, how having such a, a strong cast on, on the wrist would, would correlate to, like, protecting the knuckles and the hands from trauma and stuff. I think in, in, that, in that regard, it's protecting the... the the carpals and the metacarpals and metacarpals being those bones in the in the hand mm. and the carpals being the 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 wrists but the knuckles in and of themselves i, I don't i don't i don't think are being protected too much but I, I don't know how much of that force would actually transfer through into broken hands but having and and the way that the other thing and it's ev- it was evident in um in the malinaji fight with uh lobov was like dudes are swinging Malinaji not so much but like and even in the undercards you're watching the guys are swinging for the fences like they, 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 with bare knuckles so five two minute rounds though yeah so you can come out really hard and you can they, like that round you can put in a lot of work throw a lot of shots but like I said I find it hard to watch like they're just throwing those hands around and as someone who's broken their hands before like just watching them throw those hands around and just connecting with the skull especially when I was watching the Lobov Malinaji fight like Lobov was scrapping. Like, he was, like, just throwing at any angle. I, I remember watching uh, some of the slow-mo replays of some of the shots that landed. And, like, the, he's just, like, clipping the major knuckle, like, the, the lead knuckle, and just, like, or hitting on a, on a weird angle where his wrist is, like, super turned. And it's just... I was just wondering, like, how didn't he hurt his hands? You know? I was th- saw in the press conference... I didn't watch the press conference, but I saw in the press conference, like, I saw a clip of the press conference... And Malinaj is there with, like, ice on both hands, you know what I mean? Like, um, you also wonder, like, people that are doing that, what the longevity would be. Because, yeah, it doesn't look like they cop the same amount of trauma to the head. But when they do, it's just, they, they just cut open, completely yeah. cut open. And their hands, like, they can't. They obviously wouldn't be able to take too many, like, <coughs> do that for too long. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Be, <coughs> it, it, it would be really hard to, to tell because... You'd have to look into like how many of the guys are actually damaging their hands from those sort of fights, and the the scar tissue on the face. Like you saw, I've seen like that that night fight before. Um, like the, the two guys' face was just cut open. Like, like someone had just walked up to him with a straight razor and just started hacking on his face. It was yeah, it looked brutal. What do you think of the result? Um, I I don't know. Like I think like I. You, you never know with these things, like judges and the, the scoring, like what, however, however they score. Do do the we both thought Lobov would win before the the thing. We both called that before Lobov. Yeah. Uh, but but what would you think of the actual fight and the decision? Do do the do the judges score bare knuckle the same, or is there a certain scoring? I, I don't know. Because like, how does that work? I'm going to assume that it's a ten point must system and thing. I mm. I don't know. Because you you know, it's like and I saw I saw Melanaji doing it. You know, by instincts, by by reflex, he was just, he was, he was slipping in and dropping his elbows like like a boxer would. Then <laughs> would just cup, cup his head and start like uppercutting him. And um, 
It looked like it, it looked like how how I think how I thought it would go. Like Mananaji just trying to box him, like just trying to classically box him. And he had and good feints and good movement, yeah, good and angles. Popping the jab, like real crisp, real crisp jabs. And, and the angles that he had in the first, particularly in the first two rounds. Yeah, and I would hate to get popped with a jab, like a fast jab with bare knuckles on your lips and mouth. Like it's, it's, that would suck. But like it looked like Mananaji was trying to box him. And Lebo was like, come here, boy. Like, like just, just walking forward, throwing bombs, like, just throwing. And just aggressive the whole time. Which I guess, like, you know, we, when we, we said the body types and other athletes and built for the shorter rounds, like, two minutes, you can just go out there, unload, come back, get, get a breath, and just go back out there and unload. Like, that's, that's and he also looked quite a bit bigger than Malanaji. Yeah, Malanaji did look small, didn't he? I, I think Malanaji fought, and I could be wrong here, but I think he fought a, a big portion of his career at 135, fought at 145 as well, whereas Lobov, for the most part, fought 145 and 155. Mm. You know, so he's, you know, he's definitely a bigger guy as well. That, that, that's for sure. Like just, a, just like a, just a bigger guy, bigger yeah. head, bigger, bigger guy. Um, but it was, it was a good fight. It was an interesting fight. Yeah, I find it hard to watch those fights. You don't like the bare knuckles? No, like it's, just, it's not that I don't like it. I like it as a form of combat sports. I just can't... I, like, I just cringe when I start watching it. There's, I don't know. There's something about it. I don't like watching it. I don't like watching it. Cringe in what way? Uh, I don't know. I just don't like... I don't like hearing that... that that like the meat yeah the meat hitting each other like i just can't like that's why like those things on youtube you see people having street fires and stuff like that like, i can't stand watching that stuff either like i just don't like that noise i don't like i just don't like it i don't know it's a personal thing <laughs> um what do you think of the moicano and uh korean zombie fight i thought that was a who do you think was going to win it it depends because that the last fight zombie had was crazy, <laughs> like, yeah. That was crazy, yeah. And we've we've spoken numerous times about having fights like that, and then having a fight that that goes for the distance almost. Like let's say it went the distance, because it practically did, and then to end it like that, like get, to get dropped like that, and that it's just that those sort of fights take more than just physical and mental toll. They like to take a, take a little chunk of your soul out. Like those, those, are, those are fights you leave everything out there for. Um, so I was very curious, because you see a lot, of, a lot of these athletes and a lot of the, the high profile fighters that have fights like that, they don't come back the same. They like a lot of them don't. And uh, for, for somebody to come back and win in that fashion, like I'm very happy for him. Like, obviously, it's great for his career, but I'm very happy for him, for him to, to come back, win in that fashion, because it, it's hard. It's hard for guys to come back like that. What do you think about the way that he won? He came over the top with that overhand right. Um, he said, like, that's something that he'd been working on as a particular punch that he'd been working on. Um, do you see it as being particularly effective with those tall, rangy kind of guys? Definitely, definitely. Like, you, you see it all the time with the, when the shorter guy fights a, a taller guy. Those are looping overhand punches, especially if the if the tall guy is fighting tall. That's what I call it. I don't know what <laughs> the technical term is, but when they're fighting tall, so they're keeping they're keeping their center of gravity like up high. They're they're when the smaller guy tries to come in, they're keeping up arms range, usually with a lean back, little slide of the feet, and then and, and the circle out. Like they try to keep them. Like John Jones is very good at that. Like a, a Rockhold is very good at that. Like that tall type of fighting. Um, 
So to get in, you got to get inside with those sort of guys. You got to get inside, and when you get inside, you have to you have to try to attack him. But it's hard because his arms are there. You have to get around his arms. So those looping, those looping overhands, um, they, they they come around the arms. They come around the, the the lead hands. Usually on like an orthodox, they come around the arms. If it's southpaw and orthodox, like it's just it's just lining him up. It's a beautiful shot. But um, yeah, it loops around the arms, and it's also hard to see because. With those overhands, you drop your bottle, you, know, you drop your, you drop your level, so like their eyesight comes down and the overhand comes up like a little, yeah, yeah. A so little higher. Two things are happening. Yeah, and it plays with your vision a little bit, especially if you're trying to focus on what he's doing. Especially if you you know he has a wrestling background or not, you know that can play a factor into it. So I, I think the the only problem with the the overhand rights they're when they work, they're, they're spot on. But if you start spamming them or if you start like rapid fire throwing them, they, they leave you so open, uh, like overhand shots, like so open because you still are restricted by range as well as you're putting yourself in a precarious position with a like super open portion of your body because you're, the overhand is coming usually in a looping fashion. So it's like, like you can get caught, you see a lot of guys get caught trying to throw those punches as well, like an uppercut, lean back uppercut, lead kick, lead knee, rear kick, flying knee, like those sort of times, when those things happen, it's usually because the guy's trying to like drop his level, come in with those overhand shots. But um, I think if, if you utilize the technique, well, how do you, did, did, did Zombie do the correct thing in your opinion, the way through it, or was it more like he, he just got lucky that it landed, in your the, opinion. The thing is, I would have liked to have seen... I'm not saying it was a lucky win before. <laughs> if it wasn't a lucky win, no. I'm a fucking big Korean zombie fan. I'm just in the context of... We're talking in very specifically about the overhand right. Well, I think because Korean zombie doesn't throw a ton in his career, it, it's not something that you'd be like, okay, he always does this. This is what I want to work on. So, so you don't you go into a fight preparing for the overhand right, which means... Korean Zombie gets like a one get out of jail free card. That's what I think. Like when when he came in, because he hasn't thrown that, that punch a lot, he can throw it once without the guy reading it. And, and granted, like if the guy's super high caliber, you'll get it, like you throw it once and then you'll be like, oh, okay, I see what you're trying to do. And then you'll switch it up or keep you at range or whatever. But um, with, in his case, like he gets one free one almost. You know what I mean? And he threw it early. <laughs> and, and it paid like dividends straight away like it, it happens like that sometimes you see it a lot of times like I think uh, uh, he got Moikano so flush <laughs> yeah I thought I thought he'd knocked him out but I don't know how Moikano's still awake for as long as he was yeah that was yeah that, it might be that was credit to Moikano and it's like fuck man if he went to sleep there you would have just said fair enough you know yeah. what I mean yeah no it's it's like that you know that was such a such a cracker shot and those shots, though, usually when those type of shots land, they finish fights. And you see, see a lot of guys that throw it, um, that throw it, do the same thing. Like that, uh, that fight with one, um, not one boy, Sage. That was kind of like an overhand right, like a looping right hand, that just almost decapitated. Oh, in one. Yeah. I don't know if it was an overhand right. Was it an overhand right? It was like a looping right hand. It wasn't. It wasn't your textbook like windmill type right hand. But it was like it was like a looping right hand. It was like he dropped his level, threw it over the right, over the guard. Um, Dos Dos Santos when he fought Velasquez that that first time, <laughs> that was that was a like stratosphere type right hand. Yeah, like he bowled the cricket ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you see, it's so hard to see those type of shots, and and then if they, if they work, you know, it's, it's how great. much how much 
how much risk, sort of talking about the bare knuckle boxing, how much risk are you of breaking your hand in those kind of punches? It depends how your hand lands, but much more so than your traditional, like, straight line punches. Because when you, when you loop, you... Depending on it just you, seems like you're going to land it like like that. It's such a precarious punch, yeah, you know, it's just going to snap. You, it depends how you... you your hand lands, but it also is like the angle it lands on. Like it's it's not a natural position for your fist to be in. How many times have you broken your hand? I don't know. Like in a fight. In or a just, fight. Uh, I think twice. No, th- I've gone into a couple of fights with broken hands though. Who who who'd you fight with broken hand? Like uh, my first fight with. Um, Court McGee, you had a broken hand. Yeah, I broke my hand there, but I think I, I injured it just beforehand. Maybe you broke. You had a broken hand. You broke your hand in the. Against the guy, um, Brad Scott. Yeah, Bradley Scott, my debut in the UFC. That was that was with a broken hand. Shout out to Manny for breaking my hand. In <laughs> oh, so you broke your hand? On his fat head like two weeks before him. Okay, so you broke your hand two weeks. What did you break? Uh, metacarpal here. So you broke that metacarpal yeah. on, on your index and pointer finger. And so you broke that, that metacarpal and you knew it was broken? Yeah. And you still took the fight? Yeah. Because that, that was my, that was my, that was the finale for the Ultimate Fighter. How does that affect you psychologically going into a fight with a broken hand? Um, like it's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun. Like it's not something you're like. I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. It's, it's in my position then, like uh, I, I had nothing to lose, everything to gain. Like whether I took the fight with no legs, because that was that was the ultimate fighter finale, and um, I didn't think I'd get that far in the in the show, you know. So I was I was pretty stoked already, and um, that was the finale. And that like if I would have pulled out of the finale, I wouldn't have had a UFC contract. Like I wouldn't have had anything. And it's it's just funny because then you think like the two times that you have pulled out of fights, which weren't due to injury. One was chicken pox, and the other yeah. ones was. Yeah, let me reiterate that. <laughs> I have never pulled out of a fight due to injury. No, it's but there's illness. injuries that you fucking if if you tear your <coughs> if you tear your bicep off your bone or you tear yeah. the yeah you, you know you know what I mean. Yeah. If you break your fucking neck, then yeah, you're gonna have to pull out. Yeah. But in in fairness, like because I'm just trying to put in perspective, because most people if they break their hand, that that's. Yeah, you know that's a, like you can't say, "Oh fuck, what you didn't take the fight? You broke your hand. You broke your hand," but you still fought with yeah. a broken hand. And the Court McGee fight—did you break your hand before the fight or during uh, the fight? During the fight, you broke your hand against yeah, Court during the fight because you see that I start—I don't start fighting with Court McGee with elbows. But by the end, I'm just throwing elbows almost. Yeah, and then Natal, I broke it. Oh, you broke it against Natal. Natal well. was a bad one. Like that—that that was a bad break. That was the one I actually had to get surgery on. I remember when you broke... You could see it straight away when you broke your hand against yeah, the tile. in the first round. And then Romero in the second fight. Why do you think that is that you break your hands? There's uh, people on the comments on YouTube says because of your bad punching technique. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think... Do you have a... Uh, do you think you have a uh, tendency to break your hands? Like, do you think there's something wrong with your hands? No, it's... Uh, it's it's one of those things like like it's it's just especially with in MMA and um, with those small gloves in particular like there's not a lot of room for error 
There's not a lot of room for error. And with, with MMA in particular, there's a lot of the, the movements and the way the striking occurs isn't textbook. It's not normal. It's, um, it's a lot of weird angles because you're preparing for different things. Sorry, it just you broke your hand also against Romero. Yeah. So four times. Yeah. Okay. So just wanted to clarify that. Go, go on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's one of those things that like it just happens. Like uh, with Romero, I, I I clipped an elbow. I must have clipped an elbow when he was he was guarding up. Or his head. Maybe his head somewhere. Maybe his head. But I think it was more an elbow to be honest, because he had that he had that weird guard style where he was like. I forget what's this called like the like a Philly shell kind of thing sort but it of. wasn't but it, it wasn't or he had his arms up like this yeah. it was weird he had, but his elbows were sticking out I think I clipped uh, the elbow in one of them like if you punch an elbow and I, and when I broke my hand with Romero it was the, the thumb so like my my thumb hit like must say hit and that's not padded at all the thumb is not padded or gloved or anything so it just that just kind of happened um yeah, it, it, it's just it's just a thing that can happen. You're throwing you're throwing leather around. I, I'm sure if you if you looked at the statistics, a lot of like UFC fighters break their hands. I think you're right, Hall. When you not you're right, Hall. You're right, Faber. When he fought, uh, I believe Mike Brown, mm. he he broke both his hands in the fight. Yeah, and he was just elbowing. Yeah, towards Pettis the broke his hand. Yeah, against him. So so why don't we spoke about it in a different podcast? Um, and a lot of people criticise Pettis for pulling out or his coach stopping the fight or whatever it was for, for breaking his hand. Mm. Well, when he broke his hand and he, and he stopped fighting. But, um, you know, you've broken your hands several mm. times, never, still took the fight and never pulled out. What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, the, the, thing, the thing with, 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 uh, with my situations and, and, and me fighting and when I broke my hands, I was winning those fights still. Like even with the broken hand, I was still winning those fights, or they were close enough that we could leave it. You know, Pettis was in a bad way when, uh, like, he broke his hand, and then he was it in the first or second round. But the second I, round, I, I is, don't know. But and this is the other thing: is you don't really clearly know. Even you now, when did you break your hand against Romero? Mm, Sometimes yeah. you know, yeah, I broke it here, but you might have cracked it, and then you hit him again in the second, and then you break it, yeah, proper. So I don't know. So, I don't yeah, well, let's let's say it was at some point um, in the it second was definitely round. Definitely at some point. <laughs> <laughs> in the second round, he it, it was going downhill fast. Like um, yeah, like uh, Ferguson's pressure was getting overwhelming. He was landing a lot of shots, and Pettis couldn't keep him off with with his right hand. Broken. And, yeah, broken. Like couldn't keep him off, and Ferguson was not going to relent. Like, he wasn't a distance fighter or anything like that where they could do their thing in the open mat. No, Ferguson was in your face the whole he's, time. He is very much a pressure fighter in yeah. your face, yeah. So it's, it's, a different, it's a different concept. Like, it's a different fight, different situation, you know. Um, so you, you don't think it was wrong? You know, people bagged him out for, for <laughs> yeah. stopping the fight? Yeah. No, I don't think it was wrong at all. Because I, 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 when, when they said that, and like, I remember people saying, and I, I remember doing the podcast about it, and people talking about it and I was thinking like man there's like there's so many ways you can break your hand too like there's breaks that you have that you like or your injuries that you have that, that, that are bad right and then there's there's other injuries that that aren't that bad but they hurt more mm. you know like uh, but but you might have he might have broken his hand to the point that he can't even do you know what I mean like you couldn't use it but he 
<laughs> who knows? You know what I mean? Well, the the main the, the big thing was like because I I know how hard it is fighting with one hand. Um, you can't you lose like a fourth of your arsenal. Like it's 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 so hard, especially a guy that's coming forward. Not being able to use one of your hands is is it's so 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 hard. And what people don't realize is it's not only hard for me to stop you coming forward. It's gassing me. I'm getting tired moving. Can backwards. you explain that? Like um. I remember in the, the Court McGee fight, I, I couldn't, I, because I couldn't stop him from coming forward, I was getting tired moving away, like backing up, circling, backing up, circling, trying to attack to stop him, and then it not working, and then him coming forward again. It's, it's so tiring, and especially in that Pettis-Ferguson fight, like Pettis was just, Pettis couldn't keep him off him with his hands. And he was, he was running out of steam, like moving away. The other thing I don't think people understand is like the neural fatigue. Like when you, like you having to react to it, but you, you, you're trying to react to it. Your normal instinct would be to hit him to keep him off you, but you can't. So you have to make an extra process. Like, what am I going to do? Am I going to move? Am I going to kick? Am I going to think? Whereas you can't naturally follow, like you, your instinct might be to throw one, two. You can't throw it. So there's a whole extra process that's occurring that starts to fatigue you even more because when you're fighting, you're fighting off your natural instinct. Mm. The moment that you can't do that, you have that, that starts to be massively fatiguing 100%. as well. 100%. How did you deal with it in, um, when you did fight like that? Um, just stick to the game plan, really. Like, uh, uh, like um, usually, because it was the, the two fights, the two most recent fights, like Natal and Romero, like, that was my right hand that broke, so... I could um I could just really try to keep him off with the jab and kicks, like just really focus on those two. Well, yeah, those but two going aspects. into it, that was what the game plan had been. Luckily, exactly. So um, you know, I was fortunate enough that I could just keep that pop with the jab, circle out, kick, pop, that sort of stuff. Dave, did you watch the um? Did you watch the bare knuckle boxing fight? What do you think? Do you like the bare knuckle boxing? Um. Yeah, it's alright. You don't like it? No, I prefer boxing boxing. Why is that? I don't know, it just seems a little bit more... I don't know. Your dad was a tent fighter, eh? Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that, what a <laughs> tent fighter is? Because yeah, a lot of people don't know what a tent fighter is. Actually, I don't have the mic on me, dude. Oh, you, you don't have your mic? No, no. I've disconnected it. Um, yeah, you talk about tent boxing. No, but, but they, they can't hear you? Oh, so it's like I'm talking to myself, like yeah, a madman. Oh, all right. Um, well, no, you're killing me with it. <laughs> no, Rob. Yo. I was just uh, asking Dave, who doesn't have his mic. Please, fucking flame David, please as much as you possibly can. Um, no, but his dad. Well, yeah. which I'll, next time he has it, I'll, I'll get him to talk about it. Just out of curiosity, Dave, did you go ever and watch your dad fight? No, I went too young. You were too young? Yeah. yeah. His dad was a tent fighter, like boxed in the tents. Really? Yeah, in the shows, like in the Easter show and that kind of yeah. stuff, eh? Why are we finding out about this now? I knew about this. Yeah. Did you? But he, can, can you put the mic on so you can talk about it? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, you haven't got a mic? No, I I'm still setting stuff up. Oh, okay. Because we've got a whole new setup. We're putting everything together. And so we didn't have the mic set up there, but we still wanted to do the and, podcast. And we were always in the process of setting things up and getting things like better because 
every week there's someone complaining about our gig. But um, we're also going to start new segments, the, the gaming oh, yeah, segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. There's going to be a gaming. So we're probably going to put out two podcasts a week. We're going to put out this podcast and have a whole bunch of different guests. Um, Look, for those of you who going to always be... If it's just Rob and I talking and we have another guest that's MMA, it'll be, an, it'll be about MMA or boxing or fighting. But we are going to have probably be... Have, not probably. We are going to head into having a lot more different guests. So, yeah. Uh, the other thing we are going to try and do once a week at least or once a fortnight is have um, uh, a gaming... Like a, a, a gaming day. So... I don't know how to play video games. <laughs> I think we're going to start off with uh, Bethesda. Yeah, Bethesda get type games. Yeah. Yeah. So we are probably going to play on Thursday, and we'll let, we'll get back. You'll see the announcement on mm. on social media uh, about the time and that. Then we'll play. Can you explain to me how to how, how do I play? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what it is. You, you'll see. You'll no, but see. tell me what it is. Tell me what, what what's the game? What kind of game is it? All right, we'll play a shooting game to begin with. But shooting who? Each other. Like we play against each other? Yeah. Or we can play against people on like in the world. Yeah, but <laughs> explain to me the game. Look, so so I think I, okay, I think I think a good game for us to start with will be we'll, we might start playing Quake Legends. What's Quake Legends? You, you've heard of Quake, haven't you? Yeah. yeah, it's like a shooting game. A real pretty fast-paced shooting game. Um, and what's uh, the scenario? Give me the synopsis. There's an arena. There's you and me and a bunch of other dudes, and we have guns. What's the arena? What's the arena? <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. There's multiple different maps. Oh, so, okay, so it's a map. So it's, a, it's a, like a, a different world? Yeah, or a map. So it's, it, it's small. It's a small little map. It's laid out. It, it has stairs sometimes, <laughs> like little places you run around, and you just chase each other around trying to kill each other. And person, like there's different types of games, but person with the most kills wins usually. Is it like Halo back in the day? Yes, similar. And you can get different guns and different weapons. Different guns, and you can play different characters that have special abilities, and then you can use those abilities as you're playing to try and, you know, get the upper hand. I had uh, a bunch of friends who used to play Halo. Did you play Halo? Did they invite not you? Not really. <laughs> I, I, I'm not very good at video games. They didn't invite you. <laughs> no, no, they invited me, but I just wasn't very good at it. I'm not. I don't have the the patience. Well, you know what? Well, I'm sure you've only gotten better with age. Well, I have very bad attention span. <laughs> very, very, very bad attention span. Um, I think growing up now, I'd be diagnosed with ADD. <laughs> growing up now, but <clears throat> luckily I'm not. Um, luckily I'm not growing could, up now. You could still be diagnosed with ADD. Yeah, but I'm, uh, they wouldn't because I'm, I'm, I do well with it. I do well with it. So I think it's overdiagnosed. Um, but that's what we're gonna do anyway. We're gonna we're gonna start a, a little gaming clip segment, and that should be a bun of, bunch of fun. They also we might we'll more than likely do a virtual reality boxing fight, which I predict. <coughs> I'll predict a finish, third round finish by me. Really? Um, How many rounds are we going to do? 12. Up 100. <laughs> okay, 100. 100 rounds. 100 rounds. We'll do 100 rounds. I want to be like a throwback to the tough guys of yesteryear. Okay. You know? How long do the rounds go for? I, 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 I hope that they do it like back before even like the Jack Broughton rules. I want it to be at the, if I knock you down, <laughs> it's the end of the round and you just keep going. Like back, back in the day. That's how I want to box. All right. 
then that's what we'll do. Bare knuckles, virtual reality. Best out of 100. Best out of 100, 100 rounds. 100 rounds. Yeah, so that's, that's like, I don't know what that's, like thousands of rounds. <laughs> but, but that's what I... Best I, out of 100, 100 rounds? Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> I, I predict that I'll, I'll stop Rob in the third round. Are we, do we have to do it all at once? No. I, look, I, I just think that overall, I just bring too much pressure. <laughs> that's, that's my honest opinion. I don't, I don't think that um, you'll be able to keep me off you. I believe that with your brittle hands, you'll probably, your hands will probably break. Is that it, is that's it? That's it. Yeah, I... I well, the, the thing is that we have to be able to pick characters that are similar to our body types. Like you, as you are with your noodle arms, <laughs> small head, yeah. and me, as I am. Like, with a toddler's body and fucking brittle hands. <laughs> And a poor work ethic. <laughs> is, there, is there a character with a poor work ethic? You've got to find a character with a poor work ethic, a brittle hands, and a toddler's body. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, this, this, yeah, this should be fun. I want to watch you break your hands in virtual reality boxing. <laughs> uh, break them on my elbow. Yeah, this will be fun. I'm going to ice you. I, I honestly think I'll stop you in the third round. Then let's put a bet on it. What do you want to bet? Go, go. Say your usual $10,000. No, I'm saying, what do you, what do you want to bet? Because it's on camera. I, I, I don't know. I want to think about it. I want to think about it. I don't want to say anything impulsive. I think everyone saw somebody dog it, as we used to say back in the day. Um, I'm going to think about it. Musasi and uh, Lovato Jr. Let's start, let's start before the fight when he was just talking smack about me yeah that was a little weird and, and i didn't find this out you told me about this yeah, yeah, yeah. so but i just watched <coughs> I, I didn't hear him say it in fairness i didn't I, I don't usually listen to people what they say but i saw it on a forum or somewhere where i, I don't know it could be taken out of context but he was saying that 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 he thinks he could beat you which i mean fair you know this word gets taken out of context like if they ask him do you think you beat Rob? He should say yes. Mm. You know, he's not going to say, "Oh no, heavens no, I can't beat him." <laughs> Anyone <laughs> but him. Why, why, why did he become British? <laughs> I don't know. That wasn't really a British accent. It wasn't. It? Heavens no. <laughs> heavens no. Take my eyes, but don't make me fight Rob. Um, no, so I expect I expect him to say that, that he would. Um, I, I I don't know. I just find it kind of funny to say that when you got. You know, mm. another dude. Because the reality is, this is how I see it, is he can beat you, you can beat him, and anyone can beat anyone. So it's kind of like a, who gives a shit? And plus, you're in different promotions. Yeah. Oh, let me finish with this. Because when I had my mat at Miller, not a lot of people knew this, but I used to call Fedora Emelianenko out all the fucking time. <laughs> and he never wanted to fight me. Yeah, he might not have known. But he never fought me. Now, granted, he was a heavyweight champion in Pride in Japan and lived in Russia. <laughs> and I lived in Green Valley, didn't fight, and had a tiny mat in Liverpool somewhere. Mm. It was never going to happen. Mm-mm. So I could call him out all I wanted. Yeah. So he's in different promotions. I don't think it was ever going to happen. Mm. Yeah, I... You know what I find funny is that he waited till he was in Bellator and started like, talking, uh, calling me out. No, no, in fairness to him, he said that he, you'd be an easy fight for him. 
Beforehand. Beforehand. Oh, okay. But then he signed for Bellator. <laughs> oh. Yeah. He said that that he'd just jab you. He probably would. <laughs> Poor head movement. <laughs> Luckily, though, we have the virtual reality. Yeah. Virtual luckily, reality boxing. And luckily, we'll never ever find out. <laughs> but, what? um, but, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm a fan of his. I like him. I like the way he fights. I've always I like liked his, him. I like I've his always, attitude. I've always been a, a big fan of Musasi. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did not. Congratulations to Rafael. I did not see that one coming. I thought Musasi would win. Mm, so did I. I, but but to be fair, I didn't I didn't gauge the the caliber of um, Lovato's grappling until I looked him up and stuff afterwards. No, he's he's the second American to win the the, yeah. the, the world championships as a black belt, um, and he's won world no geese, he's won everything, mm. you know. And what a lot of people don't know is he grew up in a like a martial arts family. So I think even before, I don't want to have the timeline 100% correct, but even before he started um, jiu-jitsu, he'd already had amateur boxing fights. Mm. So what do, you, what, do you think, what do you think about his, uh, his wrestling? Because he, cause he got, he got Musashi, that's what won him the fight, was a lot of his getting him to the ground, you know? What do you, how do you think he was wrestling? Like, what do you think about it? I think that he's like him. There's, there's. A, I think this. I don't know. You tell me. You've seemed to have had more experience than me fighting people. Um, at. I, I think that at at a, at a certain level now, there's um. The, the guys are getting really good at defending against the cage, especially guys like someone like Musashi's got good ground game. Good striking and by the and and he's long so by the time you can get him sort of to the cage you shoot him from a little bit far away and 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 th- they can defend it so the guys that i see that have a lot of success with it are the guys that have like second and third phases of of their grappling so say for example the damian meyer that does his like shoots a double or a single gets it under hook drives the people to the fence goes into half guard goes back to the single leg goes back to half guard does a half guard sweeps and he, he can play that game um and lovato jr did that as well he had that th- those aspects in the open mat too uh ben Askren, he's another guy that, that can he doesn't really go into his back per se like that but he just tangles people up and and they have to start they have to keep wrestling and they have to go you might stop his initial shot but it's that second and third and fourth and fifth mm-hmm. phase of grappling um where they can take you off the wall too you know, so they they can um, they can do it in the open mat, and they can just put that that sort of thing on you, and it just doesn't stop. And I think mm. the Rafael Lovato was able to um, do that to to Musashi, and and Musashi's grappling is really good. Like he's a really really high level grappler. So I don't that just you know mm. who who he is, who yeah. they both are, I suppose. Yeah, that's what yeah, I thought of his. Wrestling. It just highlights how how good Lovato's grappling is. What's it like, though, do you think, now, with the evolution of that cage wrestling, for people to be able to stop takedowns, good strikers? And, oh, sorry, I'll say this as well. I think there's a difference between a, a non-good striker having great takedown defense and a person with good striking having takedown defense. Because, one, you're having to shoot from further out and being more careful of your shots, 
because you don't know what you're going to eat. And two, you know that if you don't get this guy down, you're going to start paying because yeah. you start to gas. Yeah, you, you're getting hurt if you're not wrestling and, and you can't wrestle. Like, you can't get in and wrestle him. And it gets worse because you get hurt and you get yeah. tired. And it, yeah. What, so what do you think is, like, the evolution of that cage wrestling? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I guess it's exactly as you said because, you know, that, that second phase and that continual wrestle like that second third phase of the wrestle of, of like failing the shot and then moving into your single or to your upper body pressure and then moving back down to your single and then just keeping keeping the keeping it alive like no, keep, no, Khabib as well sorry I should have mentioned him right off the bat as well yeah he's got a right wrestling too yeah um, <laughs> um, um because sorry <coughs> um Musashi's fought the likes of of, of Jacare. But Jacare doesn't have that second, third phase of wrestling. But Jacare did it really, really well oh. you know, against Musasi. Great. He did, he did it great. But um, I think Musasi had the same sort of plan for Lovato. You know, like, I think Musasi, well, and, and this is all me just guessing, right? Because obviously I can't tell what he's actually thinking and stuff like that. But um, Musasi was like, well, I fought a pure grappler before. I can outstrike him and then stop the takedowns and then just win that way you know but Lovato doing what he did and being able to actually win the rounds with the takedowns force a different sort of pressure on Musasi to win the other rounds to win the other to to keep him away and yeah it was it's it, it was it was like a it was a different beast it was a different fight you know it wasn't wasn't he couldn't just copy paste the same game plan across which I think he might have tried on, on paper you'd think that someone like 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 um well, Jacare did beat Musashi, or he lost in dream to him with the up kick. But in the in in the UFC, he basically mm. walked forward, took the shots, mm-hmm. and got, got him down. down. Got him down. Um, but Jacare, in your fight, he did he, he strategically he did something very interesting. Where when as soon as he pushed you into the cage, mm-hmm. shot his double leg, <coughs> and then as you defended, he did like a sort of like a fireman's carry kind of thing, um, and you guys tangled up like you, you were very on point to get out of there otherwise it could have got a little bit hairy for you maybe mm-hmm. being on the on the bottom there with him um the, how 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 do you do you do you see it getting harder to take down the good strikers against the cage like what's evolving quicker the the defense against the cage from the strikers or the ability to get them down um because it's a lot easier to destroy than to than to create, so it's a lot easier to defend than it is to attack. Yeah, I I believe that. I think mm, that it's hard to say. I think I definitely think um, uh, attacking, like cage wrestling, is growing. It's one of those things because uh, a lot of wrestlers have, and I've seen this from from some guys that have come to wrestling and they they try to adapt to cage wrestling. They're not they're not the same. They're not the same at all. They're, they're a completely different beast because the, the center of gravity is very different. The angles are all different. Um, so I think, it, I think it's harder to get good at cage wrestling, to get like really good at it. To, but it you, by cage wrestling, to, to define the two, like you mean getting the guy down? Yeah, getting the, like winning the cage wrestle. So like getting, being pushed up against the cage and getting him to the mat where you can control him. Yeah. I think it's harder to become top level at that than it is to become top level at wrestling defense. I think, I think learning wrestling defense is much easier. So I think 
like um, the the wrestling, the cage wrestling defense is at a higher level generally than the attacking wrestler yeah. until the attacking wrestler support like hits at like an elite level, like that they, they, they good level I should say, like uh, of like Askren and, and 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 Khabib and all those guys. So he knows how to cage wrestle, bring you off, put you back on, attack here, attack there, making you work. And and those guys as well generally are going to be guys that have grappled their whole life. It's not something that someone's going to have picked up. Yeah, it's not something you can just learn or crunch. Yeah. It's um so it, it, and and that's their strengths to be honest. Like just like a striker has like a great striker has good his strengths and like his like and and he has his areas he's got to try and push the fight. That's the same for them. You know, that's their that's their trump card. So it's I don't Yeah, but with with someone like Askren or Khabib um, Damian Meyer now as we've seen like with uh, Lovato Jr like any of those guys even Jacare now is, is as soon as they grab you though you, like everything in you is like um, we're engaging in a grappling we're, we're engaging in the grappling and it's it's in their favour like as in like they yeah. will now if you land with them on the ground you're, you're, you're already in their world like yeah. that's, that's going to start the, that, that process and I think that's very tiring as well because you've got to get out of there at all costs. 100%. But it's also very, very tiring keeping you down. 100%. I think the best game plan for a wrestler, um, to, to fight a wrestler, is just practice your, your takedown defense, try to keep them off you, and then when you get, all, when you get taken down, just get back up. Yeah, the, the, what you just said then I think is, a, is an important thing. is like if you get taken down and you don't, you have to get taken down and pop back up. Yeah. If you get taken down and you stop, for a second you just stop yeah you're done you lose your momentum because when you lost it and they can secure a position they start resting yeah. they can rest a little bit get their breath back and you're working 100% so yeah, the guy the, one of the guys that I think is very very good at it like, you're very good at it but the other guy that I think is very good at it in that division is Bisping like Bisping will touch the ground and just boom pop straight back up <coughs> and that that's <coughs> the that, that's how you can tire out the, the grapplers but this guy, Lovato Jr., he was able to get in, get in the entanglement, go to half guard, and start that thing. It was like, sweep he, was, it. It was like he, was, he was grappling, like ju- doing jujitsu standing. And you know what, <clears throat> what was impressive as well? Like, he copped a beating. Yeah, he copped big shots, a lot of shots. He ate a lot of shots. Sassi's a great striker. Yeah. Great striker. He ate a lot of shots, <clears throat> and, and then he, he went to, like, going into the fifth. You know, being tired, having taken the shots, I thought, man, he's not going to be able to, to get to get this guy down. You know, yeah. and and came out powering, mate, and he took him down. And yeah, you know, another thing which I, I'm sure plays a factor is that he doesn't look weak. Like, dude, that guy looks <laughs> jacked. He <laughs> like, looks jacked. He doesn't look weak. Like his shoulder muscles are as big as my legs. Like that guy was yoked. You know, especially his upper body, like his shoulders and his biceps, like that pulling motion. He just looks, yeah, it looks like he does a lot of shoulder shoulder stuff. A lot of shoulder stuff. Shoulder press. Shoulder press. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what, uh, what was I going to say to you? <clears throat> so what do you, what do you think? Do you, now they're talking about uh, cross promotion and that. Would you, would you like the, the cross promotion? Would you, did, would you like the idea of being able to fight across different promotions? 100%. 100%. I think that, that would be great. I think that would be absolutely great. I'd love to bring that. <clears throat> I, I think, though, they'll only do, like, super fights, like money fights sort of things, which will be stupid. But if, we, if you can do, 
it'll, it'll just bring so much more spotlight to the sport but it also i think it'll raise the the like um what a lifestyle what's 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 what i'm like, like raise the living standard sort of thing of, of like the athletes like i think i think they'll have to kind of bring it more unified ish so like bellator will have to kind of match ufc's pay oh and yeah there's a minimum pay and yeah, yeah to um to it'd be great for fighters <coughs> in general yeah to try and build them up because then then ufc's not the only option you can go bellator and then bash the people in the ufc you know and and different things if we can if you can do that and have multiple competition then you could have three a three competition champ or and then you people will start breaking into other markets uh, I think it'd be great I really sorry you're banging well, the shit out of the sorry, microphones sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I think it'd be great I, I would like that plus it, it'd be cool to be able to fight different athletes different fighters you know would uh, would you do boxing me yeah 100% yeah, I'd, I'd give it a go. You know what? I think I think I'd be pretty good at it. But it's one of those things where I think I'd kind of have to focus on it. I, I don't think I'd be able to. Yeah, yeah, I'd definitely get into boxing. Um, what's What's next for you, Rob? Well, we got. Are we going to do that on Thursday? The the this Thursday, Thursday coming? No. You have you have stuff on. Yeah, not this Thursday. Well, also we got to like. From now till then, we have to get the consoles. What, what do we need? The, we need the consoles, the screens. We need to download the games. We need the accounts. We need to make sure it all runs. Otherwise, I guarantee you, we'll try to set up Thursday, and then 75,000 people will comment being like, audio shit, video I, shit. I, I'd, say, I'd say the number <laughs> would be closer shit. to 12. <laughs> 12 people. 75,000. <laughs> 12 people, three of them being Rob's family. <laughs> yeah, my brother's just on there going, the audio shit. And, um, all right, so, so what do we need to do to play the games? Oh, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. We need a couple of computers, a couple of screens. Yeah. That's it. Everything, like, that's it. A couple of computers, a couple of screens. All right. But, we, we, yeah, we, we'll hopefully have it up by next week. All right. Next Thursday. And uh, <clears throat> what, what's happening next? What, what, what other things are happening with you? Um, yeah, I guess we're... Well, we're we're in training. We're in training. We're a couple of the boys that fight soon that we're all training for. Um, Dave Dave's fighting next week on this week on the seventh day. Eh? Yeah, that's on Super Fight. Yeah, on yeah. Super Fight is fighting for the for title. The, yeah, yeah. So that'll be good against Andrew Mills. Mm. Very tough guy. Um, shout out to both of them. I think it'll be a good good fight. Mm-hmm. No secret, we're going for David. But yeah. David's looking good, good too. He's he is looking very very good. He's very looking good. the best I've ever seen him. Mate, he was switched on and everything. Switched on. You know, didn't get lost on the yeah. way to training, yeah. so... James, not so much. No, James. James, James. Come on. <laughs> James. James out of it. Yeah, James, you got to pick... Yeah, not so much. And uh, then <laughs> Jacob's fighting, hopefully, in Wollongong Wars. I yeah. say hopefully because you never know. There's always yeah. the cancellation. Everyone pulls out. <laughs> Mate, with Jacob, he has pullouts, and then all, always, like, something happens. A show gets cancelled. He's been at a show after the Wayne's, everything, and it got cancelled. Yeah, that so nine. poor guy, it's hard for him to get a yeah. fight. Um, it's like fate doesn't want him to fight. 100%. So. And he's, he's worried now because he wasn't on the poster. Like they, they put out the, the fight poster and he's not on it. it it's always a bad sign. <laughs> well, hopefully he'll be on fighting uh, on July 12th, Wollongong Wars. Uh, he's preparing for Abu Dhabi as well. He is preparing for Abu Dhabi. Yeah. He is as well. He's preparing to go to Worlds. Izzy, Izzy will be defending his title at some point. He's got two titles. He'll defend one of them. 
and we are launching the gap program on the 7th of this of july yes so we'll be launching that, that uh, the gracie aboriginal pathways educational program 7th of this month and uh, we'll be doing a lot of media around that as well so yep. um yeah yeah it's 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 a very packed month from here until like I think the end of July. It's, it's it's very busy, and then hopefully I should have a fight announcement as well coming up because me and Israel. Any, any news on that? Uh, you know, just going off the rumors on on the phone. Like everyone's saying October six Melbourne like, or October six Bankwest or something like that. Like it's hard it's hard to say, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be October six in Australia. Like pretty sure. Like I don't know. As pretty sure as you can be. Yeah. And, um, but like, I do know that I'll be fighting Israel. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've been training for it already. So, um, like, the whole time we've been preparing for it. Um, that should be a cracker fight. I don't know why he hates me so much. <laughs> I don't know. He hates me, he hates me so much. <laughs> well, luckily you guys are going to be able to sort it out and fight. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. But What have your interactions with him been like? I've always been civil, and then he got mad at me. Like, <laughs> literally, he got mad at me. Like, uh, on on another interview, he's like, every time he walks up to me, he's always so nice and bullshit fake. And I'm, like, I'm not fake. I'm fucking civil. Like, relax, bro. <laughs> because is it based on the fact that you said that he you, he's not as good as you as he thinks he is? Yeah, I think I think that's what sparked the whole thing up. And like, heaven forbid, someone said I'm not as good as I think I am. Like. <laughs> Like, I'd imagine there are people that think I'm, that. I'm pretty sure it's you, and it's a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's, it's like, yeah, I, I, I don't know, I don't know how I get under Grindy's gear so much, but, <laughs> but thanks for the plugs. But when I've seen you guys speak and that, it's mm. always been fine. Yeah, I've got, I've got no grudge. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'd like to think I'm pretty polite. Like I'm a gentleman. Like. I'm civil. I'm civil. Like I don't, you don't have to like me. Just be civil. Okay. Or don't. Whatever. All right. Does it affect you if he doesn't like you? Hey, I, I, sleepless nights, multiple. Like I just every night tossing and turning, thinking about him wherever he is, just angrily writing letters, like writing bad, like angry rap songs about me. <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of. I think it will be a good fight, man. To be honest with you, I think uh, it'll be a great fight. Israel brings a lot of different skills to the table that that I think make for an interesting puzzle, and yeah, mm. I think it'll. I think it'll be an awesome fight. Please tune in. Um, all right, thank you very much, guys. Thanks a lot. Cheers, guys. Bye.